Hi, I'm Grace Ann, and in a few moments, my dad will be talking about his walk with Jesus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of My Dad's Walk. Thank you, Grace Ann. I'm Greg Fountain, and I'm on a walk with Christ. I'm sharing a few nuggets of wisdom that I've learned along the way. Usually it's something I've read in the Bible, but today I'm telling you about the really big sin that I did not read about in the Bible. Cue medieval horror music theme from Pixabay.com. It's something I'm always on the lookout for because it's very sneaky and it can sneak into someone's life without a person even knowing it's there. It's the sin that is often referred to as the father of all other sins. C.S. Lewis said it's the essential vice, the utmost evil, the complete anti-God state of mind. I'm talking about the sin of pride. And if it's such a big deal, why isn't it in the Bible? I can't find it anywhere. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's figure this one out. Undoubtedly, you've heard of the sin of pride and how bad it is. I think one of the most intriguing things about pride is that it's not really talked about a whole lot in the Bible. I can't really find it so much. You know, it's if it's so bad, shouldn't it be like somewhere in the Ten Commandments? You know, at least, at least I, I think in the top five, right? As badly as we talk about pride, it should be like, a, you know, thou shalt not pride, you know, over something like that. But it needs to be taken out of the footnotes, right? And I think it should be up there like in the, in the big list. You want to get even more confused? Here's a challenge. Look up the word pride in the concordance of your Bible. See how it's used throughout the Bible. So let's do that. Let's look it up. I just used my Blue Letter Bible app on my phone with its concordance. It's really fast. It does not sound like that, by the way. Anyway, it looks like uh, there's a bunch of listings right here. Some of these seem like they are kind of like positive, and some are kind of negative connotations for pride. Let's let's make a list here, okay? Let's let's do a little study. Positive versus negative. All right. I got Romans 11:13. I take pride in my ministry, says Paul. That's positive. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5.12, take pride in us, says Paul. Mm, that's positive. 2 Corinthians 7.4, I take great pride in you. 2 Corinthians 8.24, show these men the reasons for our pride in you. Positive. Galatians 6.4, then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. That's positive. James 1.9, James says, believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high positions. Positive. James 1.10, next verse says, the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wildflower positive. Now we come to 1 John 2, 16, when he lists the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's negative. And that's it. There we go. That's our list. What's our score here? Uh, I counted seven to one, seven positive to one negative right there. So that's uh, that's kind of confusing to me. Obviously, having pride or a sense of pride is not always bad. So let's talk about what pride is and what pride is not. And I should make a note here and, and distinguish the word pride that we use with the sin of pride. Pride can be a positive thing, and we see that with Paul's writings. He uses the word pride in positive ways, but the sin of pride is what we're going to be talking about today. So I wanted to define that. I've really struggled with how to explain it. I'm just going to give it my best shot. Uh, here it goes. What is the sin of pride? The sin of pride is all about how a person relates to others. God made us as a social being to develop societies and communities and to have relationships with other people. These relationships often have a positional reference to them. Like God created romantic relationships and friendships to be like a side-by-side relationship, two people relating to each other on even ground, both equal. In fact, all people 
on the earth are made in God's image and worthy of respect and dignity. Nobody is inherently more valuable or more important or better than another in God's sight. No matter how much money you have, the country you're from, your race, social status, we're all on equal ground at the foot of the cross. But there's other positional relationships that exist as well. For example, a child to parent or like a young person to older person relationship. We would say there's like this type of hierarchy to this relationship with a parent or an older person on a higher level than a younger person or a child. Uh, Sometimes it's the degree of authority that one has over another, not their inherent worth as a person, mind you, but just the position that they hold, such as the student-to-teacher relationship or worker-to-supervisor relationship or judge in a courtroom to everyone else in the courtroom relationship. We get this sense that one person is greater or over or on a higher level than another person. And this occurs with levels of expertise as well. A master or an expert at something is on a higher level than a beginner. For example, I go to the gym, I see people totally ripped, you know, they've got all these muscles and I'm not like that at all. I just, I'm working out, you know, I'm trying to like stay healthy and everything, but they are on a totally different level than me, even though we both you know, as human beings, we're inherently equal in God's sight, you know. So now a person who is on a higher level, like the master or craftsman or the authority of something, the judge, the teacher, the boss, the president, etc., okay, it's okay that they recognize their level of authority or their level of expertise. But people in that higher position should also never forget that they are also on equal ground with everyone else in God's sight as people. Okay, I think we're ready to examine the sin of pride. The sin of pride is when a person elevates or exalts themselves above others incorrectly. Like they place themselves at a higher level than they should be when comparing themselves with others. You know, mentally, they place themselves on a higher level over other people. Basically, they think they're better than others, or at least equal to those on a higher level. The sin of pride always, always compares oneself to others and is in competition with them. C.S. Lewis wrote, he really drove this fact home in his chapter on pride in mere Christianity. I mean, he says, like, I'm not proud of my money. I'm just proud that I have more than you. I'm not proud of my social status. I'm proud that I'm higher than you. I have more likes than you. I've got more friends. I've got a greater following. The sin of pride is always comparing myself to somebody else and competing with that other person. I really like what Paul wrote in his letter to the church in Galatia. And this is what we had listed earlier in our list of good and bad pride. And this is uh, Galatians chapter 6, starting in verse 3. He's talking about pride and he says, If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. And he's talking about if you think you're a big deal, you know, for because of your social status or because of your riches or whatever, you deceive yourself. Each one, this is verse four, each one should test their own actions and then they could take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. I like that. That's a good kind of pride right there where you can feel admiration for something without having to compare yourself to somebody else. Speaking of okay types of pride, let's talk about what pride is, or I should say the sin of pride, you know, and distinguish between that because pride is a good thing. So that's what we're going to get to right now. But the sin of pride is what we've been talking about. Let's just talk about what the sin of pride is not. 
Uh, it is not self-respect. Okay, so it, self-respect does not imply a feeling of superiority over someone else. It doesn't compare to someone else. A person with self-respect is said to have pride, which means that one will not violate their own conscience. You know, they're not going to think that they're better than somebody else. But also, uh, the sin of pride is not self-esteem. You know, evaluating yourself with sober judgment. That's Romans 12, 3. You know, look at yourself with sober judgment, not based on comparing yourself and your qualities to somebody else. Uh, that's self-esteem. That's not, that's okay. That's good to have. Good to have that. It's okay to feel proud. So if you ever said, you know, I'm proud of my son. I'm proud of my daughters. I'm proud of... I'm proud of my, you know, this accomplishment I did, or I'm proud of, you know, fill in the blanks right there. Uh, you can feel proud without being proud, without the sin of pride. All those biblical references that we said before is feeling proud or feeling like you can boast of somebody else or something else or an accomplishment even of your own without thinking that you are better than other people. So that's really the key is, do you feel like you're better than somebody else? So I could say, I'm proud of my accomplishment as long as it doesn't say, because I did so much better than you. <laughs> so that's the sin of pride right there. Well, here's the big question. How can I tell if what I'm feeling is good pride or the sin of pride? Well, let me give you the at-home test of sinful pride. That's right, you too can test whether what you're feeling is the sin of pride in the comfort of your own home. No swabs up the nasal cavity right to the back of your eyeballs like we had in COVID. Remember that? That was so much fun. Anyway, this is a lot easier. So let's begin with the relationships we have with other people. C.S. Lewis explains in Mere Christianity that our sinful pride gets very irritated when other people step on it. If I start to feel hatred or just irritation or annoyance towards someone else because I think that they are acting like they're better than me or stronger or smarter or better looking or, well, that may be the sin of pride in me. If I have sinful pride in my heart, I may say something like this. Well, who do they think they are to tell me how to do, you know, fill in the blank? I'm smarter than they are. I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm better looking, etc. You know, C.S. Lewis uh, wrote this example. He said, it is because I want to be the big noise at the party that I'm so annoyed at someone else being the big noise, you know, like the life of the party. So that's a test right there. Am I annoyed at this other person? Is what they're doing, do I kind of like hate them a little bit for it? Really irritated? That could very well be pride that is making me like that. But let's also talk about how pride keeps us away from God. Now this should sound very familiar. Whenever somebody says something like this, if God is all loving and all powerful, then he would or he should do this or be like this, you know, and then fill in the blank there. So at the core of this statement is the sense that I know what it means to be all loving and all powerful, and I'm evaluating the infinite God, and he's not doing what I know is best. So really what I'm doing is I'm elevating myself. I'm exalting myself to the position of a God who is all loving and all knowing. And I'm saying, I know what it means to be all-loving and all-powerful. So God's not doing what I know to be best. So I'm, I really I'm brought myself to be face-to-face to God. We're bring us on the same level so I can judge him. So now, why isn't pride in the Bible so much? 
you know, we don't see that word a whole lot. Well, here's the deal. Pride is a category that we can just lump a lot of sins in, a lot of behaviors. It's an overall category. And so when we read about our the behaviors in the Bible, we see that pride is behind a lot of those. Like Adam and Eve, it says that they wanted to be like God. You know, Cain killed Abel. In other words, he elevated himself above other people. Cain's descendant, Lamech, um, he boasted of his own murder of a man and said, well, if Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. You know, the Tower of Babel, let's make a tower that reaches the heavens to make a name for ourselves. So, I mean, we could just go on through the whole Bible and read examples of how pride led people to bad behavior. So now why isn't it in the Ten Commandments? It is! Read the first three commandments. They're all about our relationship with God. God is setting up a right, correct relationship, positional relationship. He is far above us, and we should not treat him like he is some piece of wood or stone, and we shouldn't use his name like it's just some common thing. He is way up there, and we are way down here, but he loves us so much, and he is inviting us into his kingdom. And that right there is the cure for pride, for that sin of pride. You know, I noticed when I got saved and I came to started following Christ, I came to Christ, I started to see people differently. Like I felt like he was changing me from the inside out, the way I thought about people. Like I started to see other people kind of the way he sees them. And making that decision to follow Christ right there takes the opposite of pride. It takes that spirit of humility where you're saying, God, I may not understand everything. You know, I may not have all the answers, but I am going to put my faith in you. I'm yours. You're mine. And I I believe, Jesus, you are God who came down here, the Son of God who died for me. And when that happens, I become a whole new creation, and the Holy Spirit fills me. And we begin a new walk. We be, That's the start of our walk with Christ right there. It's a great walk, too. I fully recommend it. But the Holy Spirit teaches us how to see other people. We'll begin to see others the way God sees them. It kind of keeps that sin of pride in check. Although, we always have to be on guard against the sin of pride. You know, everybody, everyone, everyone is susceptible to it. So we have to watch out for it and ask God to convict us of that in our hearts. And I have so much more to say, but not much more time. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us. This kind of was a special edition because this whole thing was a a response to a letter that I had gotten a while back about pride and how we can tell whether we are feeling a sinful pride or not. So I welcome that letter, and I welcome all of your comments and letters, too. You can go to mydadswalk at gmail.com and leave me a, an email, an email message. I would love to hear from you all. We got to go. Uh, thank you. Shout out to pixabay.com for music and sound effects. Until next week, bye-bye.